0: Yeah. This is Pastor Jolly John Um uh, and that's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm a guy without a church right now. I'm a retired guy, an America's yeah. guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got a few extra minutes on—well, not minutes, moments—on the uh, rest of the basics because you don't have to share your yeah. your long title, I'm, your long distinguished right.
0: title. But you, on the other hand, still have to tell us ah, that you right. are.
1: Yeah, I am, Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from. Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis.
0: Um, and I, I have a, I, I want to tell you a story. Can I start with a story? Yeah. Because what, what's about to happen? This is so exciting. I love this time of the year. Even though I'm not a pastor, what's about to happen Matt? Christmas, John? Yes, yes. Don't you love Christmas? <laughs> well, we do. I do. What's not to love? Um, so years ago, uh, uh, the, there was a knock on my door, and it was the Jehovah's Witness. They were making the rounds. You know, yep. and yeah. of course we had no, uh, can Is your parsonage right by the? Or do you have a parsonage? You don't have a parsonage. We don't have a
1: parsonage, uh,
0: so you're fairly close to the church. But you're right, not yeah, right we're there. not right
1: next door, but okay. we're, we're close.
0: So, so we are right next door, but but the way it looks, you couldn't tell because we're on a different face and a different street, sure. and we don't have a sign that says Lutheran Parsonage or anything. So I felt sorry <laughs> for these guys because they think they're just meeting some joe schmoe and of course they've fallen into my trap <laughs> <laughs> you were just waiting for Jehovah's Witness to come, come to my house. door come to my door <laughs> so, so he knocks and he he's railing on the fact that that christians celebrate christmas that you you know their shtick have you have they come and talked to you about that oh well what? yeah
1: i know they're not big on uh, celebrations right you know things like christmas or even yeah different national holidays too and and the flag yeah i know it's uh a little different.
0: Well, and particularly Christmas, he was telling me, because Christmas is, of course, based upon the old Roman Saturnalists. Am I pronouncing that right? Saturnalius or something. We went over
1: this last week, John, didn't we? With Did we, Augustine, I, uh, Augustine, yeah. Augustine.
0: So please don't... don't if we don't, can't figure that one out, yeah. we're not going to figure we're not this one out. out. But anyway, so there was this Roman kind of end of uh, uh, season celebration, and it evolved a lot. And that's what he was telling me. He says, yeah, that this it was just a totally pagan celebration. There there was a lot of drinking going on. Uh, there was a lot of gluttony, just eating food right and left. And of course, there was probably promiscuity as well. This is just this horrible Horrible, terrible so how can you Christians how can you Lutherans continue to celebrate Christmas when you know that the roots are in this horrible terrible pagan celebration and I looked at him I said well wow I I don't know what you guys are celebrating in your church <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing in your worship but we're basically celebrating the birth of Jesus yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but the interesting thing is it, it 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 does raise a question about not just christmas but all of the traditions that we surround with with christmas what what are some of the traditions that you do in your church for christmas time because i imagine there's all kinds of special things you do that you would not normally do
1: yeah um, well drinking and partying and dancing
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, it is true. Do you have a Christmas party? Uh, party? Do you have a Christmas party?
1: Do we have a Christmas at the
0: church? Do we have a yeah.
1: Christmas party. Yeah. Well, we yeah. Well, we we have a number of different things. So for for kids, we have a birthday party for okay. Jesus. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. So
0: we it's, a lot of gluttony there. A lot of, of cake being eaten so there. The,
1: and that we do that intentionally the weekend after Christmas because okay. we want to recognize. Look, well, Christmas is still going on. We're still celebrating. Yeah. We're still celebrating Jesus' birth. Uh, so that's fun. We have a big potluck meal after uh, after our Sunday school Christmas program too, and then. And we have our live nativity, so uh, that's always a a fun event, too. And we have a meal for the workers. and uh, So, yeah, we celebrate in a number of different ways uh, up at church.
0: Do you have the Advent wreath deal? Oh, we've got the
1: Advent wreath. wreath. That's right. That'll be out and uh, counting down the days. And also, I I love the Advent wreath because you have this picture of the light growing as the anticipation grows and the light of the world is uh, going to be welcomed. We grow in that light of the Advent wreath, too.
0: So yeah, so 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 just for people who maybe uh, uh, you know uh, come from a different tradition, uh, every Sunday there's a candle that gets lit, um, and and then you've got four candles, and then you have the big Christmas candle that sits in the middle too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so we, we do that. We have the lighting the the, the Advent wreath, and like you say, the, the lights getting brighter every time you meet. Uh, um, so these are the some. Oh, do you have Christmas trees in your church?
1: We do, yeah. We have uh, two big Christmas trees, um they're artificial, they're not real. Ours are artificial right. now too. For uh, years we had a real yep, one, but it yep, just got to too. be
0: too hard. Yep, yeah. yep,
1: But yeah, Christmas trees and, and every year there's there's a different set of ornaments. So a lot of years we,
0: Oh cool. And
1: so we, we over the years have commu- accumulated many different ornaments. So yeah, they, they kind of rotate in and out, or new ones are made and that's kind of cool. They're different colors and they reflect different themes and uh yeah. It's kind of so neat.
0: so we actually have a bunch that the ladies had made that, that have different Christian symbols on. Oh, them. yeah, the Chris. You know, like yeah. yeah, the chrisms yeah. and the The Cairo and the Crown and all that, and so, and then we also have other ornaments that the Sunday School kids put in. So, so we have all of these Christmas traditions is what I'm talking about. Uh, And we would kind of just dismiss that Jehovah's Witness, say, "Oh, well, that's one of those sectarian groups." But do you realize there was actually a time in Christian history where Christians didn't celebrate Christmas?
1: Is that right, yeah. John?
0: Let me share with you a few quotes uh, um, from the, the, the Puritans. You remember the good old Puritans, oh, yeah, don't yeah. you? Let's see if I can find this law here. Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. Here, here, here's the law that was actually published in the Massachusetts Bay Colony. This is what the law they passed. For preventing disorders arising in several places within this jurisdiction, and don't you love the way they used to talk? I know. Uh, Preventing disorders arising in several places. (laughs) Um, By reason of some still observing such festivals as were superstitiously kept in other countries, again, let's make America great, right, Matt? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) doesn't sound so great. They're doing this in other countries. To the great dishonor of God and offense of others, it is therefore ordered by this court and the authority thereof that whosoever shall be found observing any such day as Christmas or the like, either by forbearing of labor, feasting, or any other way, upon such accountants as aforesaid, every person so offending shall pay of every such offense five shillings as a fine to the county. And five shillings, by the way, at that time was quite a bit of money. Um, now, of course, this is actually coming out of England because uh, that's where the Puritans came from. And, and when the England, uh, the, these Puritans, these uh, Protestants had overcome King Charles, uh, they did the same thing. Uh, um, in fact, get this, get this. So we're complaining about the fact that stores are open now on Thanksgiving and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Actually, they were ordered to stay open.
1: Isn't that That's something? what the
0: law said. The, the government said, no, you gotta, you got, and and the churches had to be shut down, and you were actually arrested for preaching on Christmas Day.
1: Cracking down on Christmas.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the war against Christmas, nothing new. And this was coming from inside the church yeah. that was dominant here in England and in New England, and. You do you know why do you know why because see it's how easy it's for us to just dismiss that and say oh yeah a bunch of crazy christians right yeah. but, but they, do you know why they, they they wanted to stop christmas and all the celebrating
1: well i'm going to try to put the best okay. construction on all right. it yeah. uh, maybe put the focus where it should be on jesus and not just the partying and the drinking and everything associated with that
0: so so that's the irony yeah that's what you would
1: hope at least right
0: well their concern was threefold. Number one was, of course, because this smacked the Pope.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because the Puritans were trying to purify the Church of England right. from Catholic, Roman Catholic influences. Exactly.
0: Thank you. That's why they were called... Puritans, Puritans. thank you for that. That's exactly the point. And so you have all these old Catholic traditions that have been brought in. Christmas Because you can't prove that Christmas is the 25th. You don't know that's when Jesus was born. Not that we're not against celebrating Jesus, but you don't know. That's something the Pope brought in. So that was it, getting rid of those old Catholic traditions. But it's just what you said. In fact, probably in England of those days, pretty much Christmas was celebrated with a lot of drinking, a lot of eating, a lot of partying, a lot of focus on material things. Yep. Which is pretty much how we're celebrating Christmas now, isn't it? <laughs> Shoot. So things really, the traditions haven't changed, have they, yeah, yeah. since the 1600s here.
1: <laughs> Sounds a lot like Christmas 2019. Yeah, yeah. USA.
0: So it was an honest concern. You know, we don't want to be doing this, like you say. They're dishonoring God. that That's what they actually thought. But now it comes to the question that you and I really want to wrestle with. Um, because uh, we've come out of the closet. We did this years ago. Uh, uh, we are we are Lutherans. We we don't yes. hide that. In fact, we are Missouri Synod Lutherans. We, we we've been very front and, and I, you know what strikes me, Matt. Isn't it wonder how tolerant people have been of us? We, we still <laughs> amazingly have amazingly we tolerant. have still Catholics <laughs> and Baptists and other people like that listening yes. to us. Thank you for your tolerance, people. We really do appreciate that. But Lutherans have a particularly unique view. Uh, I think it's a scriptural view on how you handle traditions. Okay, you want to, you want to sure. talk? Can we talk a little bit Let's about talk that? traditions? Right. Did you bring your big book of Lutheranism with you today, man? <laughs> tradition,
1: tradition.
0: <laughs> My big book of Lutheranism. Yeah. I've
1: got it right here with me, John.
0: So, so there's there's a thing. There's a thing. We we have a call. We got all kinds of Lutheran confessions, yes. which I think is absolutely neat because we want people to know what it is we believe. We're not trying to hide any of this stuff. Yeah, know. I
1: think it's very. Yeah, we believe you're saved
0: good. in faith by Jesus Christ alone. We're not. No. That's what we believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And so we have something called the Apology uh, of the Augsburg Confession, okay? And the Apology actually addresses this topic. It addresses human traditions. Could you read just a couple of quotes from there? Could you read from the Apology Article 13 for yes. starters?
1: Yes, and Apology does not mean like they're apologizing. No, no. But it's a defense, right?
0: Yeah, thank yes. you for clarifying that. Again, see, I'm sorry, again, thank you for your tolerance. As Lutherans, we have all these code words. I you know. Everybody yeah, understands it, yeah, yeah. but no, no, yeah. So so we made our confession, and then the, the, the Roman Catholic confutation, I think is yep. what it was called, and they came back and said, well, we kind of agree with this. We kind of, oh, no, 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 you guys are way off on this thing. And so our apology then was our response, our defense of what we had said. Yes. And and it was interesting, They they didn't like this article about... The the Roman Catholic Church said, nope, you are wrong. This is not right. This is not how it should be. And this is our response. This is the response. Here we go. Okay.
1: Uh, They, the Holy Fathers, okay, instituted them, that is traditions, for the sake of good order and tranquility in the church.
0: And and for all the Germans listening out there, the word for for good order is Anglicite, and the word for tranquility is Frieden. Which is sometimes translated peace. So, so the idea is, is why do we have traditions? Because it brings everybody together. Okay, it brings everybody now, together. Uh, read, read another quote from the oblige, yeah. of you want
1: Okay, to. sure. They, the, the church fathers, observed these human rights because they were profitable for good order, because they gave the people a set time to assemble, and because they provided an example of how well things could be done decently and in order in the churches. And finally, because they helped instruct the common folk. <laughs>
0: Yeah. 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 They teach in They teach. And, and 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 so that's the uh thing. So it's to bring us together it brings and, and don't you get that sense of unity? The fact that you and I both have Advent wreaths. Yeah. That that's cool. If yeah. I could go into your church, hey, he's lighting candles just like yeah. I'm like they got the Christmas tree up there just like I So it does. It does give you that sense of, of unity and, and good order and of course teaching, right? Yes. Cuz what what are you going to do for Advent? You're going to do something you don't normally do yeah. any other yeah. month. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah. Well, we're going to focus on the the coming of Jesus. So yeah. things like the prophecies and uh, what the Old Testament has to say about the coming Savior, the Messiah, Jesus' first coming, his second coming that's promised. So, yeah, we're, and, and use those tools, at least I like to, you know, the things like the different pyramids and the different colors and the different and the nativity scene and the advent wreath, to use those, not just to decorate, but to, but to truly teach, to truly teach, you know, primarily children, but everyone, no matter what age, to teach and point to Jesus.
0: Now, now will you have extra services? Not not just, I know you'll have that. Yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve service. Yeah so, but, but yeah, have, yeah, yeah, so on
1: Wednesdays, we'll take the time to pause from the busyness of of our lives and the busyness of our week, especially leading up to Christmas, and yeah, we'll gather together on Wednesday evenings. We'll eat together, and then we'll worship together.
0: So so actually, you do kind of incorporate some of the a little, feasting. little feast yeah. in there, too, and, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all right. In fact, doesn't Jesus talk about that? You know, when the bridegroom's comes, that's not the time to fast. When the bridegroom's here, no, you got to celebrate. That's what yeah. it's all about. Yeah. Uh, so you do. You you take and and, and and now you have all these extra opportunities to educate. And I really appreciate what you said there, Matt. It's not that we're putting up the purple. What, oh, what color? Oh, oh, there's a difference. In, what's your color for Advent? Blue. Oh, we have blue too. But for years and years, we had purple. Purple. Oh, see, we changed the tradition there on us and everything. Uh, but that's okay. Blue or purple. Uh, uh, and, and again, an opportunity to educate people and and not just say, oh, we're going to have blue now, but why do we have blue? Why, why do you have blue, by the way?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Different. Uh, I think color of hope. I know our, our candles as well, especially that first hope candle so is what's labeled oh, yeah. these are also blue. Yeah. Um, so uh, that ties that all together, too.
0: Then why did we used to have purple then?
1: <laughs> well, I guess it's a good question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, well right, I think royalty and uh, oh, that's n- true. Now we use purple, purple for Lent, you know, royalty, yep, but yep. also
1: that color of yeah, Christ, you know, passion too. I think you know.
0: Well, because it was uh, penitential. Sure. Purple, right? Because, uh, because yeah, he's coming. But you need to know the guy that's coming is going to be Savior of the world. So if you're not a sinner, then probably that doesn't mean anything to mm-hmm. you, right? When mm-hmm. the angels say, today is born into a Savior, you probably need to know you're you a sinner. You need a Savior, yeah. yeah. otherwise, who cares? Uh, um, and, and I think you're right. I think that's probably why it got changed, because we, we do that on Lent, too. And so people were confused. Well, why do we do—oh, per- oh, we'll do blue. Well, uh, but now here's the thing, though. What if what if the Puritans were Right. What if the Jehovah's Witness were right? And I'm not so sure I want to concede that, uh, because this whole business about the Roman Saturnalia celebration, I, I've read some sources that mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. actually, we were celebrating Christmas way before, before then. Yeah. And, and so that actually was a response to Christmas. It wasn't Christmas, a response to them. And, and let, let me tell all this something. History is really a hard thing to figure out. There are a handful of things we can say are facts, but but you know what I was taught in grade school all of a sudden, I got taught different stuff in college. yeah, you know things we get more information people do better research, people have their biases. so I don't know which came first, but let's suppose let's suppose these Christian traditions really are pagan, okay and I, I okay, so we're down at Saint Genevieve, going to the uh, um uh, the, the gal that does pewter there Okay, if, if you need pewter oh, The pewter people The pewter people down at St. Genevieve They have some of the finest pewter there is And so we bought some Christian symbols there and the gal there comes up to me and says, well, you know what the Christmas tree symbolizes, don't you? You know what pagan belief the Christmas tree was? And she told me something that I cannot say on Saturday morning radio. Oh, no. <laughs> okay? We'll just leave it at that. The pewter people. Yeah. Oh, no. But, but apparently the, the Christmas tree is supposed to symbolize something that you probably shouldn't talk about on Saturday morning radio. And now I will never be able to look at Christmas trees the same oh, again. No. But let's suppose that's true, and, and it probably is. Probably Christmas trees did have some kind of druid background to them. I get that kind of impression that people were worshiping trees. Is that all right for us, then, to be using these things in our worship today? Are Were the Puritans right? Were the Jehovah's Witnesses right? Uh, you shouldn't be doing that because of all these pagan origins. What do you think?
1: But for me, I think that for most people, those pagan or- origins really have... Aren't even in their mind, yeah. right? Yeah. They do not identify Christmas trees with with other symbols and things. Um, and and again, for me, I think to teach is so important. Yeah, uh, to use those symbols as a way to to teach the faith, to teach the faith to people, to be able to share Christ this Christmas. Uh, yeah, so I, I think they can be good and and salutary and, and helpful in our teaching and our preaching.
0: So so Paul says, make everything captive to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how Christians work. We just come in and we say, we can use that. We're going to give it a different meaning. No, no, we're not worshiping trees. No, that's obviously ridiculous. Yeah. We worship the guy who creates trees. That's exactly. right. Yeah, um, why
1: should we let pagans have all the good stuff? You know I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Why don't we reclaim it for Christ?
0: And so, but then that was exactly the attitude of the church. So you shouldn't be feasting, you know, because that leads to gluttony. And the, the attitude of, of Christianity was, well, of course you feast. These are the blessings God has given you. Now, is gluttony a sin? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about drinking? Can we drink? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Nice There's success, not a... but yeah. Paul says to Timothy, take a little wine. Oh, my favorite passage is in the Psalms where it says, wine gladdens the heart of men. Yeah. Doesn't that tickle you? So it's supposed to give you that feeling. That's how God made it. Yeah. No, on the other hand, don't get drunk.
1: No, no, that's not
0: good. That I don't know anyone who can be a loving, caring Christian and being drunk. It just those two are totally opposite. But to reject these things? No, of course not. They're all they're all parts of God's creation. In fact, could you read us a passage there from First Corinthians 10 23? Sure.
1: All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are
0: lawful. But not all things build up. So, so, uh, and, and I want to do this passage again after Christmas, because this is such a neat passage, and there's things in there that I never realized before. But for right now, that's the point. Yeah, m- most things, you're and of course, again, you can't kill, you can't steal. If it's those things, if it's against the commandments, the Ten Commandments, no, obviously sure. not. But outside of that, you're pretty well free to do whatever you want to do. Uh, uh, but you need to acknowledge that... Not everything is, is helpful, and what I really liked about the word there in the Greek is that's actually symphero, which literally means to bring things together. So if we have practices that bring us together, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. And so to have Christmas trees and Advent wreaths and all that, that's a good thing, and we thank God for those things. And if they had some pagan roots, well, we've set the record straight, haven't we? That's yeah. not what, That's not what we're doing in our church. We're worshiping the birth of Jesus Christ. Now I have one final point to make. Because this is where this comes out of the apology. And this comes to where the the, the Roman Catholic Church object. Because I'm thinking this makes sense. Yeah. Why would would the Roman Church at that time uh, oppose this? Because here's the thing. Is your worship holier, Matt? Because you guys celebrate the four Sundays in Advent. And you have an Advent wreath, and you even have midweek Advent services. Would you say your church is holier, then, is better in the eyes of God, uh, those churches that don't follow those traditions?
1: No, of course not. No.
0: No. And that's the danger. And that's the danger that our Luther forefathers had to address, because literally, that's what the church was saying. No, no, these traditions are not optional. Mm-hmm. These are the things that make you holy. These are the traditions of the church. By practicing these things, you are better than people that don't practice those things. And and that, my dear people, is is what I really get alarmed at, because I hate to say it, but I sometimes think that that's how we Lutherans act. And we do things, and we begin to act like, oh, we're holier now because we've got all of this stuff, see? Um and let me tell you right now, the only thing that makes you holy is, is the things that God has explicitly commanded in his commandments. And of course, the sad thing is, those things don't make you holy either, do, you? do they, Matt? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. Because when you look at these holy laws of God, you find out, oh, I guess I'm a damn sinner. You said, don't commit adultery, and I'm lusting all the time. You said, don't commit murder, and I'm angry with my brother. Yeah, no, no. So it ends up, what's the only thing that makes us holy, Matt?
1: jesus yeah I, and i think those things that that deliver jesus righteousness to yeah. us. so so he commands other things beyond the commandments right so he commands baptism baptism exactly you know take a drink eat a drink at the lord's supper you know i'm found in, in, in my word um so yeah he delivers those things to us and those things are commanded yeah yeah so those should be a part of worship but other than that yeah, we don't want to trust in traditions and worship, or the way we do worship, but we trust in the one that our our worship is focused on, Jesus Christ.
0: And and see, so there you go, and, and I'm glad you brought up that example. So do we baptize people because it's the ritual of the church? No. Not at all. Not at all. No, it's the thing that the Lord Jesus commanded. Uh, He said, make disciples of all nations. It's the beautiful thing that Jesus said, you'll be born again. Your sins are washed away. Come, he says, and get your sins washed away. He says, indeed, when you get baptized, you're dying with the Lord Jesus. And you know what's great about dying with Jesus? If you die with Jesus, you're also going to be...
1: Rising with Jesus.
0: Exactly. But So so help us to understand that, O Lord. No, we don't do baptism because it's the ritual of the Lutheran Church. We do baptism because it's the thing commanded by Jesus in order that we might have faith that we might be forgiven. And again, if there's a church out there that's not celebrating the Lord's Supper, my God, uh, you need to take time and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, no, not John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and First, First Corinthians. Corinthians. and Jesus says, do this, do this, but again, not because it's some ritual because because Jesus is pretty well established, no ritual makes anybody holy. You want to eat on the Sabbath, go ahead and pick some grain and eat. That's no big deal. But on the other hand, you take the Lord's Supper because, like he says, this is my body and this is my blood given and shed for you. For the forgiveness of sins. Well, of course, that's a wonderful thing to do because of this thing that's all about faith. So there you go, people. If you got your practices, uh, it's okay. We're not against those practices. But be sure you don't think those practices are making you holier or better than any other Christian. Yeah,
1: doing the practices or not doing practices. Either one make you holier.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's all about Jesus and faith. And we hope that that will be what Christmas is all about for you. Have a little drinking and and eating, too. That's okay. (laughs) But keep the focus on Jesus Christ. This has been Wrestling Wrestling With with The
1: basics. Basics.